Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today, like always, is of course Juliana. Say hello. Hi everybody. And what are you smiling about in the introduction? But because uh, you... you uh, it, it's like, always the it's, same, it's always the same introduction. <laughs> Yes, also, yeah. uh, I finished this book a while, so yeah. oh. <laughs> it was funny you telling, saying... Yeah, whenever I finish a book. Course, it is when I finish a book, because yeah, I finished a right. book today. Uh, and sometimes Juliana, has, uh, often Juliana reads the same book as me. Normally, I'll finish it first, and then Juliana finally catches up a while later. And then I'm like, oh, this book's really old to me in my brain. This time it's the other way around. Juliana uh, it finished this one ages ago, and I didn't. So Yeah, uh, I started on the 10th of June and finished on the 17th of June. And yeah. now is the twenty eighth. Yeah, so it's been it's been uh, ten days or so since you've uh, finished this book. I'm very sorry about that. The book is the Interdependency Number Two by John Scalzi, called The Consuming Fire. The first book in this series was called I will now look it up uh, The Collapsing Empire Interdependency Number One, which I read in May last year. So just over a year ago, right. um, I think it came out about then. I got it as an ebook or something, um, and then it came this out year October. Eight, uh, 2018. 2018? No, it couldn't have come out. Oh, this book. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I read the previous book two years ago. Anyway, you found it on your library app and said, is this worth reading? And I said, it's not an amazing book, but it's to it's perfectly fine. And I can't remember actually how I rated it. Maybe I should uh, look here. Where Where is this one? Uh, oh, I've lost it again. The Collapsing Empire. I gave it three stars. In other words, fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's a fine, okay book. I don't remember much else I said about it, but I managed to review it in 29 minutes, which means it was a pretty quick review for me. So um, that often means you don't have any bad, anything particularly nothing, yeah. bad or anything, anything particularly good. Because that's what, that's when I get into, if it's a book I can really get sink my teeth into yeah. as a, as a bad review. Yes. Lots to talk about. A yeah. really great review. Yeah. I've got lots of, but a lot of books are just Fine. And John Scalzi is a perfectly good read. writer. It's a good read. It's a good read. Yes. Anyway, tell us what you thought about The Collapsing Empire in uh, two minutes or less. Go. What do you think about this? Because you read it two weeks ago. I read or, it two, uh, like or, a, a few weeks ago, like yeah. uh, maybe last month, yeah. I would say. Um, I, um, because I've read these books so close together, it's now really difficult for me to separate them out, like oh, really yeah. separated. But I um, really enjoyed uh, the character development, the characters, how they were. Like, I, there's this one character, Lady Ki Kiga, or Ki I don't even know. Kiva? Kiva. Lady Kiva. Yeah. And, uh, like, A lot she of fun. has, yeah, yeah. yes, she is vulgar and she is sex driven and uh, like just really she swears a lot and that makes her a really interesting character because she has edges that yeah not everybody likes but yeah. she is a person she is a, a so is what which book are you reviewing now are you doing an in-depth book no, of both this books this was just the first one all right okay and, good. yeah and then and then the whole like the the it just sets up the whole scene and what yeah. happens and what, what's going on and it, it, it kind of creates the world. It yeah. builds the world and there were bits that at the beginning I didn't quite get into it that fast. Yeah. But the further I read, I was more and more interested in how it was going to play out and all these kind of things. So yeah. it, like, it was a pleasant read and if I read something fast, it always means 
that I am grasped. Like yeah, I, you engage with it. It's hooked yeah, you in. It, it yeah, it hooked me in, and and it's uh, easy. I wouldn't say it's easy writing. But it is a language that I can consume really well. Because okay, it's that's very... what you think of the first book. Yeah. Okay. Good. And it doesn't change particularly, but much. In but that's second. what I'm saying. But like specifically, did would you recommend the first book? This is what I'm trying to say. Is as, as as we pick this up, would you recommend the first book? Would you say people should read it? Yes. All right. Let's move on to the second book then. That's kind of what I was wanting oh, okay. to get to because you're now right. reviewing the writing and the characters and how easy it okay. is. I really wanted to just wrap up because now we can really get into the second book. Yes. I would say the first book is probably better than this book because there's more interesting stuff going on with it because it is revealing the world to you there is more world building in yes. it and the char every character that's introduced in that book feels new and you're getting to know them for the first time this book feels very much like middle book of a trilogy who were the major new characters that came in that you got to know personally the first the first character like the first person that we got to meet at, in this book yeah was a character that was new to me yeah who was that? The 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 pope, no, not the pope, but the, oh, the bishop. Okay. On yeah, but the, he's the, the, he's introduced as a bit the stuff, but yes, he's not but a main he, character all the way yeah, through. But but I, I, he was just a mentioned character, and then yeah. suddenly we start the second book with this guy, and so yeah, on. okay, like, that did come in a bit, but that was cut more like, hey, this is now going to be a political book set on this main planet. Yes. I kind of missed in this in this book uh, end. In the first book, there was a planet called End that a yeah. lot of the action happened down yeah. over an end, and at the end of the previous book they kind of send through a battleship to cut, take control of it. And I was like, all oh, right, so we're going to follow that story in this way. And here, none of that's picked up at all. It's definitely like... Nothing happened on the end. will, like... Yes, they no, are going to... But what I thought was going to... It is building up yeah. that there's like... Yeah. But what I'm saying is what I thought was was this book was going to be about was sort of like, ah, we know who's Emperor and she's going to go... She's going to have to go... into Emprox. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Emprox, yes. It's a, a gender-neutral emperor title. Yeah. Um, and she's going to have to go down there and sort that out or send someone down there to sort it out. I was thinking Kiva might be sent back there because she didn't like being there, but it's sort of like, all right, now you've got to turn around and go back in that direction. That's probably going to happen in the third book. Um, so, yeah. Um, yes, carry on. Can say I say? Yeah, of course. Okay. To me, it felt in, in reading these two books quite in succession, yeah. it, was, it felt like in the first book, we had the setup of a chessboard. Yeah. And we, we got to see like everybody was placing their, their, their chess pieces yeah. in a certain way. And in the second book, it felt way more like um, it, we just like now we see the we moves. zoomed in yeah. and then we, we saw the moves. Yeah. I mean, it took a while to get to the moves, but like yeah. it was all, it was like first we had the bigger picture and then we zoomed in and then we zoomed out again. I, enjoy, uh, the political stuff was fine. I enjoyed it enough. But here's the thing I want to say now. Can I say something for, about Oh, yeah, this? go for it, yeah. Because I often struggle with the very, like, in-depth, like, politics and intrigues and, yeah. like, stuff. And then it's always really, like, oh, it's You don't so like the complex. Game of Thrones, though. I don't like... This is what I often don't like in, in, in these kind of books. Like, also in the, in the uh, Hyun Ha Lee book, which yeah, was, like... Yeah, Hyun Ha... It was, all, it was so much that. so much of that. Yeah. But this is kind of politics light. This is kind of the kind of politics that I can totally like uh, digest it is not yeah too in-depth and not too bad but still is it too warm i'm just i'm really warm already i just need some air okay so we had some really warm <laughs> days here yeah, so the apartment is quite yeah. heated up anyway so what what i wanted to say about the politics is there is lots of politics and there's lots of uh fractions and they're moving around and they're like against here and doing this behind these people's backs and stuff 
but it is a light version that is totally fun for me. Okay, that's cool. I want to say, I found the politics, you said we zoom in and see the chess moves. We don't see that. What we do is we get what I call the on basilisk station problem of space opera. Writing space battles, if it's, if it's, if it's space battles opera, it's space battle, space battle, space opera is really, really hard. Also, writing really good, interesting politics where people are actually doing the work and making the chess moves that make, the, that make politics work, doing the work that makes the politics work, is actually really hard to write well. And John Scolzi does the on basilisk station move, which is he never actually writes those scenes where people are doing something. He always writes a conversation about two allies or two people who are having a conversation and they say what their motivations are to each other and then they discuss between each other what they're going to do in the future. And then the, the chapter ends and next time that we come back to them, they discuss what they've done since they'll, there'll be maybe like three or four paragraphs of setup. And then they will discuss what they've done since the last time we met, discuss what their motivations are now, discuss what they want to do in the future. And then we don't get the but in the middle where they're actually doing stuff. Then they get back together and meet in another room and have another conversation about what they've done. Okay. This book isn't the worst example of that because the worst example of that is On Basilisk Station, the, the book On Basilisk Station. Um, but it did have that problem for me. How many space battles were in this book? How many space battles were in this book? Uh, one? There was, there was one space battle in this book. Yeah, but I didn't, don't read it for the space battles. I'm just, I'm just saying the space battle in this book was this. Hey, these people are coming towards us and they're going to start firing on us. Someone sends a message to someone else. And then it says, this is, the, this is the space battle. By the time the ship came out of the planet's shadow, the other ship was an expanding cloud of debris. And that's it. That's, that, is, that is John Scalzi writing the only space battle in a space opera book. That, that, those, that one sentence there was the description of the space battle. It just happened off screen. We had a conversation leading up to that. We had a conversation of people saying, oh, this is going to happen over there. And then it goes behind a planet. It comes out the other side. And, that, and that's what we get. And unfortunately, that's so much of the politics as well. Someone will suddenly say, hey, guess what? I found this person's bank account. And look, it shows all this. It's sort of like, but you didn't write what it was like for that person to go through that process of doing the work to get there. We didn't ever see anybody actually doing the work of politics. We, all we had was the conversations of people planning what they're going to do. And then we had a break and we go off and see what other people are doing. And then we come back and then we have a conversation of saying, this is what I did since then, which is fine. And I'm saying, it's not that I'm not enjoying it because the, the, the characters that we're spending time with are fun and the conversations are fun and the language is fun and the interactions between people are fun. But what we're doing is we're seeing de people debating about what the next move in a chess game is going to be. And then we cut away, a few moves happen, and then we come back and we see them discussing what happened since the last time we saw those chess moves. We never actually see the chess moves. And there's a space battle and we don't see it. It's covered in one sentence and then we move on. So all of the times that I was wanting to spend with the characters while they were actually doing difficult things, not having conversations with people, but actually doing the politics, and of course, politics is different because a lot of politics is conversations about people. But we see at the end, we're sort of like, oh, and I've got now this contingents of people who are doing this. It was all covered in like, there was like, 
like three or four pages of conversation in this book, which is actually the the, the consensus building and, and politicking there. And a lot of it was two people talking about how they were going to do politics in the future. And again, I'm not saying that it's a bad book. I'm just saying that I really missed it. And, and the first note I made in the entire book was 500 pages in, which is leading up to what I thought was going to be the climactic showdowns and all these other kind of things, a space battle. Space battle is going to happen. And I, and yeah, and I just made this thing. I said, come on, why is everything summarized and then the chapter fill, chapters filled with dialogue about what might happen next? And, and that's, and that was like my, I didn't really, did, it hit me in the time when I thought I was going to get a space battle and I didn't get a space battle. I got literally one sentence, a space battle happened and this, this ship won. And I was like, ah, oh, why couldn't we have had someone on that? Like, why couldn't the character that we knew on that spaceship who then died, like, why couldn't we have spent more time with them? Why couldn't we have seen that space battle from their point of view? What was it like to stand on the bridge and take part in that space battle? This is space opera. It's about spaceships flying through space. That entire section was about going into another solar system and finding out and going around in the spaceships. And that was, it felt like it was a lazy way out for John Scalzi to just go, oh, I'm just going to cover it all with a conversation later. And I don't want everything to be covered by conversations later. And that's what I found more disappointing about this book than the previous book, even though the conversations were fun. Like I say, there's nothing wrong with the conversations that we're having. The characters were fun, but I, it's the on station problem uh, to a to a degree which I found disappointing because I think John Scalzi is a much better writer than that. I want to see him write an action sequence. I want to see him write a space battle. I want to see him write in a real confrontation between two people, which isn't just two people standing in a room having a, having a con conversation. Anyway, that's my say. That's my one complaint about this book. It's a major complaint, and it didn't stop me enjoying the book, but it is a major complaint about this book for me. Anyway, you're, you're frowning at me for a long time. What's well, up? Well, um, you obviously wanted to say this. You yeah. didn't obviously didn't like want me to. Uh, no, no. You, to come, come at me. There. Come back at me. Um, no, but I think that that scene in, with the spaceship, I think that was effective. For me, it was. I thought it was because I thought it was a cheap way out of it, that it situation. Doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what, how cheap or uncheap it was. I was spending time with the character, yeah. and then. I experienced what they experienced. Of course, I didn't experience what the other person experienced. But they, you didn't but experience him. It cuts away from the action. He just, they, someone says, hey, we're here. We're going to do the best we can. And then we cut back. And I actually kept an eye out for it. I was like, how much do we see this person grieving for the death of their friend? And this is it. It's a, this is the line. Of course, I'm very sorry about your friend. I know you grieve for her and for the entire lost crew of that spaceship. I'm being a bit vague about this and stuff like that. Mars nodded. That's it. The entire grieving process we see is summed up in a conversation of being saying someone else looking to him and saying, I know you grieve for her and the person nodding. That's it. There was no other action. There was no time with the person saying, I, I, I'm remembering this about her. Oh, I miss her because of this. A bit later on there was when someone says, oh, you know, the language that she used, it's sort of like, oh, right, yes, I do know that like, she was the only person I could speak to in this way. But we're, we're getting it in conversations. I know you grieve for her. Nod. It's like, and then move on to a different a different thing. That's not, that isn't seeing someone grieving. That's somebody in the story, in conversation saying, I know you grieve for her. And the other person saying, yes, I do. But I'm not seeing the grief. There was no, there was no actual grief on the, in the words of the page. I had to infer it by other people within the novel, characters within the novel saying, oh, you're grieving, aren't you? Not like, 
Not you're saying, not no, saying. I know you agree for her. Like I don't know. I, mean, I don't know exactly. Because I'm not the person to make notes of something I noticed, and I didn't notice that. Okay. And uh, to me, it felt like he he did do that. But, but but that wasn't on the page. None of that was on the page. Like none of that was in the words. It's okay that you can grieve for this character. It's okay that you're grieving for the character. But that isn't the character themselves grieving for the other character. Yeah, but they they went like. This 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 moment where they separate out. Yes. They know what happens. They know what's gonna happen to that ship. Yeah. They're gonna face them and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, no, it, it is a sad moment. There is some effectiveness of it, but it feels it feels like it was just the the, the details of what I actually want to see, which is the emotional impact of someone losing a close friend. The only way I experienced that was once again in the conversation between two people and one person saying, you're having this emotion and the other person saying, yes. But there was stuff about like late, like after this happened. After and that he, happened, like yeah. There was something like described about how he, what he was feeling and seeing and thinking. But that's not, that's not writing. That's someone saying, I'm feeling, this is what I'm saying. You can't just have writing by people like saying what their emotions are like if the only thing you ever have is conversations between two people in a room it means that there is there is nothing there's no other way for them to express themselves there's no other way for the author of the book to show you the emotions of the person experiencing the emotions except by the words that are coming out of them okay mouth. so maybe then what you wanting is you want the author to give you everything I, I, no, I want the author I, to I give me this, anything. I read this book this way I know. that I filled in the things and it was enough that was written. So I, for me yes, to I'm saying have it, 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 I don't it's need. Like, for this is, what it is. I think, I think this is what I sometimes hate about books is that they write everything down. No, I don't want everything down. way too detailed. You keep saying I want everything. I want anything which isn't one person saying to the other... No, there was more before that. No, not, no. Between, between the person dying and this person saying, I know you grieve for her, it was taken away from me. I could probably switch back to where it is. It, there, was, there was nothing with this character at all. There was, there was, no, there was nothing in that character, with, with that character, in that character's voice. The, the notes that I made between them was a, was a fun starship um, naming trick that he did where he says, oh, here's the names of these two ships. One is the, what was it, the allure of the stars and the oasis of the stars. And I think that's a funny joke about Royal Caribbean cruise ships. Yes, because the, I noticed that too. I know, but it, so that's the, that, that's the stuff in the middle of that. Between then, Mars became like, for some reason, he became like a tactical genius and a great leader on the ship. And I was like, I don't understand why he is suddenly a tactical genius about spaceships. Like there's other spaceship specialists on the ship. Why are they suddenly following him and his tactical advice? I'm not saying he's a stupid or anything, but it seemed to be a weird turn. But none of that came from his knowledge or his connection with his friend. And I was like, oh, he had this connection with his friend who died. But now suddenly he's become this. And, and I'm not and I didn't see it. And again, not to take away from the enjoyable conversations that were happening and the interesting characters that were having the conversations. But all, all of the book happened in this book was it between dialogue between two people, not generally not doing anything, but just talking about what they want to do and trying to get hold of things. You know, there was a little bit of fun puzzle solving near the end of the book. But until then, it didn't it didn't feel like there was a lot happening outside of conversations about what people wanted to do in the future and about what happened since the last time they they met up. And then near the end of the book, we do get this big long section, sort of like, all right, now all the pieces are in place, all the chess pieces are in place, and now everything's going to happen. And it said what 
everybody did that morning. This person called that person. This person called... It was a really great section of the book because it isn't about people talking about what they're going to do in the future. It isn't about people having conversations of saying, like, listing off what their feelings are about things and their motivations and, you know, and people thinking out loud about their motivations. It was actually people doing things. But what they did, he, they said, and then he put in place this plan that he had already planned and this person said, do this thing that I'd already planned. But we didn't see the planning. We didn't see the ordering. We didn't see the logistics. We didn't see anything about it. We just saw lots of people calling lots of... We were told that lots of people called lots of people. And as it went on, it's a very, very clever piece of writing, but it was like the only time when people actually did something and it was over within about 10 paragraphs. And then we had lots of people together in a room and a conversation. Like there's one action that the main character did, which wasn't based on talking out loud and saying something. And, and that was that she winked at something, someone. And it's sort of like, wow, we actually have some, somebody communicating in a way which t it isn't just two people standing in a room saying stuff at each other. She actually communicated something non-verbally and the other person reacted to it non-verbally. We actually said, oh, that affected me this way. Somebody did something and it affected me this way. Every single other interaction before then had been someone said something to somebody and the other person says something back and maybe we say, oh, and they felt this way about it. The, the, the One of the only times in the whole book happened in the final chapter where somebody winked at somebody else. I was like, wow, that is actually something which isn't based on somebody just talking about something. I, maybe I missed all of the other stuff in the book, but again, if it, it did, it did feel disappointing. It definitely didn't feel like that to me. I know because he's good at doing. It. He's good. At, he's good enough at writing this style of writing it to suck you in and bring. It is a style of writing, yeah. and to be honest, I quite I enjoyed it, this. This very. It's breezy. It's light. Yeah. Because it, it's it, yeah. it's like it's it, like it's watching just, a sitcom. It's like yeah, watching exactly. a, a fast I'm drama. I'm seeing things. You know, this is how I read books. I see things, and I don't need. Like the the more detailed somebody writes certain things that they move their fingers, they do this, they do that. The the less like this I can do it. Yeah. The less I can have like a a, a movie set going on because in movies you see scenes, you don't see everything. Well, what you're seeing, what what we have here is mostly for the most part a, a drama slash comedy or whatever. No, probably mostly a, a drama. There were co comedic elements. There were some comedy elements in it as well. But it is a drama which could just... This could be a script of yeah. a... And this of, is... Of people which is mostly based around standing, standing in rooms talking to each this, other. And this is... Or in bed talking to each other. This is writing that I like to read as a quick and easy read because exactly like that. Yes. It feels like a script and I see the scene in yes, front of me. Yes, it works. It works. Yeah, and but this is... This, this, is, I like this that. kind of book will never get more than three stars from me no, because I want. If there's, a, need, if there's a space battle, don't cover it in a single sentence. I That's not fair. That's I not fair on me as someone who likes space where battles. Is it, like I don't know. Is space opera always needs big base uh, bit space space battle? It doesn't need it. But if this is the only space battle in the entire book, we've got a whole book and we're like, now's the time for the space battle. At least like. At least describe any tactics. Describe anything, like anything at all. I but, mean, later they're like, oh, and they shot at me, and I shot them with the lasers, and I, they shot, and I shot those lasers out and stuff. And there's a, there's a bit of stuff going on there yeah, later I on. Yeah, I thought in the, like th there was this one thing, and then there was the other one. But 
But then there's just like, oh, this spaceship is just better than the spaceship attacking and they don't need to worry about it. Yeah, I thought that Game was... Game over. A, and then at the end of the book, the denouement was sort of like, right. oh, and this person just knew everything anyway because they were given complete information and you're all playing non-complete... Inf- like, game theory-wise, it just wasn't a satisfying ending to the game. Because mm. if, there's if, there's, if there's a game going on and one person has complete information mm. and everybody else doesn't have complete information, it's like they're playing different games. Complete information games is a kind of form of game, you know, like chess. Both people looking have know everything that's there. Yeah. Go is the same. Both people looking know anything there. Poker is the opposite. There's shared information, you know, the cards that are down, yeah, yeah. and then there's the cards in the hand. And this felt to me like everybody is playing poker. Everyone's got the cards out in front, and everyone's got cards in the hand. And then you have the bank. What? And then you have the bank. Well, even the, yeah, well, even but even the dealer doesn't know. Mm. But then the dealer turns to somebody and says, that person's got those cards, 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 and that person's got those cards. Now what do you want to do? And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, that person will fold, that person will fold, this one, and I've got the best cards. And it's not even that I've got the best cards. It's just like, I'm now going to tell somebody else that I know everybody else's cards. So if you want to share the pot that I win, just go with me, and then that's it. So I was sort of like, oh, everyone else was playing, you know like hidden information game and then they were playing a, a, a like a, 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 a total yeah. and then I, and I then, wanted to get to that scene okay let's let's discuss the final scene not not what happens but that is what happens yes kind of is um, and and the whole novel leads like, to this psh, sorry <laughs> it, it was like yes the whole novel led up to this moment and it was a really strange it was it was a strange feeling that I had towards it because on one side, I thought like, yes, yes, and yes, and yes. Yeah, yeah it, it, is give just it, to a, them. it is just and a then, wish fulfulfillment, fuck, <laughs> exactly. like, fuck yeah wish, moment. It was complete wish fulfillment because he built it up so much that we, that our attachment to certain characters are so strong, even though they're not the perfect characters and they're not even the most likable characters. But they're the, our characters. They're our characters, and we want them we, to succeed. Because we've spent a lot of time seeing them have conversations. Psst, just leave it out. You you said this already. <laughs> just leave it. Just let. I don't know. You you kind of like half destroying my enjoyment. Here. Okay, no sorry. Okay, so it's a good and the scene was like that, and I then my my unconscious brain, my my Juliana reading enjoyment brain says yes, yes, and yeah, I, yeah. Your emotional brain was like, woohoo! And then my analytical brain, which is sharpened by you and only you, and I sometimes hate you for it if I watch a movie and see all those (laughs) slight details that weren't quite right, and like, ah, I didn't want to see that. This was happening here because my conscious brain said, like, aww, this was a bit easy, wasn't it? Like, we got all we wanted, literally, wistful fulfillment complete. And, and I didn't that, want that in the book, though. That's the thing. I know, but I mean, it was. And like, let me I, just let me just wrap this up by one of my main complaints, not about this ebook. Oh, but this, this wasn't happens, even your complaint. No, no. Oh, of the in end, general. Of, of, of one of the main complaints I have about ebook formatting oh. is that this scene happened, and I was like, great. I've still got a hundred page. Oh, the formatting of my ebook when I'm reading it on my on iPhone my form, yeah. means that there's like 750 pages, and this was around about 650 pages. And I'm like, great. Yes. This is the big scene that happens, and now let's see the fallout from this thing. This feels like a victory, but then there's going to be a twist 
in the there's going to be a, like a twist now the twist is going to come because there hasn't been a twist yet because everything has been explained like there hasn't been any nothing's that happened and i'm like ah and they've got this powerful spaceship and that's going to come into play and someone else is going to try and like fly off in this person this person's going to do now we're going to have a chase scene with with one the person who one of them is going to escape and then they've got this cool ship to chase them down it's going to be a chase through and the guy who knows all the all the mathematics of the uh, of the things he's got the controlling and he's going to chase them and they're going to chase one into one of these flows that are going to collapse, you know, this and is, all this thing you, that I thought was going to be happening, like at the end of this space opera, which because it was too easy, that that that, that whole climax was too easy and I thought and now there's going to be fallout and we're going to have more fun stuff happening here maybe someone's going to grab the emperor and take her away and they're going to have to change and all this other kind of stuff and then the next page the end of that picture next page epilogue and I'm like fucking epilogue like I almost but you were asleep in bed next to me and I was and I was almost going an epilogue after at this point of the story when there's been this whole like climax and there's going to be drama and stuff and it's like almost devoid I mean it's it is one of those punch the air moments you're like oh yeah get take that yeah. you know all that kind of stuff <laughs> and I had all of that and I'm like now what's the fallout from this epilogue and I'm like fuck epilogue and then I goes to the end of the epilogue and it's sort of like acknowledgements and I was like there's still 90 pages left and I click yeah. on it's sort of like and now I read the first chapter of John Scholes's novel Old Man War and I'm like I've read that already and I thought I was going to get another yeah. three or four chapters of this book and they were taken away from me taken uh, away from me this is this happens to you because you listen to audiobooks a lot yes I read a you're, lot you're more ebooks and I am used to that and I told you several times on, on different books like yeah. I thought like oh there's way more yeah. to come and I'm really excited yeah, and then suddenly books. like that Oh. They don't. They don't have long acknowledgements yeah. at the end. They so, don't have the indexes. They don't have. So the you said before footnotes. you want you want the book to be structured like if you see a, a bar and you see like how many percentage you read, you want this to be ending when the book ends. Yes. This is a hundred percent. And again, this isn't even the worst example of this. No, no, no. Because they're that, worse. I've I've, but, I've read. I once read, I can't remember what it was, but it was I think it was a Brandon Sanderson ebook that he had out. Yeah. And the end of it was like a massive section of I think the next book in the series, or, or it's like or maybe another book in a different. Se- Series, or I think it was the first book in a different series, like this kind of thing. Yeah. It was. But it was like a, a massive section of it, or was it a whole other novella or something? Yeah. But before then, I was reading chapters, and it was always like cha- this many chapters left, this many chapters yeah. left. But then, Ooh. because it was like a self-published ebook, the the final chapter was misformatted or something. So the final chapter kept on going on and on and on and on and on. I was like, oh. So this is, I thought I was near, so it was the thing, I thought I was near the yeah. end because I'm on the last chapter. And then the last chapter was a quarter of the entire ebook. And then when I was about a quarter of the way through that chapter. You realized that it's actually in another No, and then, it, and then it stopped, but it wasn't like, the, then the epilogue happened, and then ah. the, the, the new book at the end wasn't. So it was, it was like this real tease of like going, hey, you're almost at the end of the book. No, you're actually only two thirds of the way through it. And then, no, you've got to the end now. And I'm like, oh, but there's still loads more. In so it was one yeah. of those things. Not the worst thing. Yes. Not the worst thing. It happens. happens. And it is very it, it's very misleading in many ways yeah. um but i think i'm i'm i am going to read the next book because i do think it it definitely is a a, oh. a second in the series what i know because i just i just went back to look so this is the, this is what it was 651 out of 711 oh okay so not that much so not 100 pages left of the book but then i flicked across and this is why i was so annoyed about the epilogue because the epilogue begins so you've won and i'm like yeah so you've won you can't just be like hmm, oh so you won then yeah i won oh that was it it's sort of like it's almost like dismissive of the victory and sort of like epilogue i was like oh it's sorted then everything's done oh yeah i won yeah so you won yeah 
Oh, yeah, well, but that is definitely leading up to not winning in the third book. That, that would be definitely be like an upset. Otherwise, all right, let me have a look at my other notes. I do have some other notes here as well. Otherwise, it um, doesn't make sense. Uh, Royal Caribbean. Uh, ah, yeah, here it is. So what I mentioned to you before when you started reading this book was in this first book, we haven't really explained what the books are about. We've just kind of no, given our emotional reactions to them. Yeah. But there's these different flow streams that go between solar systems and you can get in them. Oh, no, at this point. Uh, yeah. No, no, let me say, you go between them and um, and you can get between different solar systems really quickly. Instead of taking light, like, instead of taking years and years and years, like decades or um, centuries mm. or thousands of years to cross the light years between stars, you get in these flows and get between them for in within 10 days or five days or a few weeks or something yeah. between them. Um, but then this book is about those flows, those flow streams cutting off, and then the empire, which is based around the easy trade winds, let's say, mm. between these things. When there's no longer the trade winds, the empire collapses. And I was reading this book, the first book in this series, and I was like, yeah, but there was always this thing about, like, there was this planet which was cut off in the past, and I was like, why didn't we don't hear about anything that happens, but wouldn't you get the, wouldn't you get the radio messages from that planet? And in this book it's described, oh yeah, they did get some uh, radio messages from there, and it took about 30 years, and then the radio messages dried up because it seemed like every, the, the society there collapsed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, great. That wasn't mentioned in the previous book. And my other big plot point was, like, they came from Earth, and there's this whole thing about coming from Earth, like, you know, Earth was cut off from the flow streams. And, and I was like, but why haven't we heard anything from Earth? Like, how far away from Earth, like, for a thousand years yeah. later, that we still haven't had any signals from Earth or any communication from Earth or anybody else got through any roots about that? And I thought it was a massive plot hole in the first book. Whereas in this book, it's sort of like one of the main plot points about revealing why when these things happen, mm. why they're cut off from Earth and stuff like that. And it, and it's, it was kind of like satisfying in a way for me to go, ah, oh, why aren't they mentioning this? And then later on people going, but it also makes me a bit disappointed that literally everyone in this entire society and no characters in this book were curious enough about this thing to think about it or ask about it. Whereas me, someone from the outside, reading the first book in a series, for me it was one of my main questions and my main curiosities about the world building. Yeah. Like, the whole world is set up like this, but there's just one major question. Nobody seems to be curious about it. It feels like a plot hole that's being papered over. And in this book, it seems like it, it, it wasn't a plot hole. It wasn't being papered over. But still, nobody had been curious enough to ask about it. And it felt a little bit too convenient that something that me as a reader was like, it was one of the main things that I was annoyed, well, not annoyed about, but like concerned about, like, is this a major plot hole or is just nobody thinking about it? It turns out it wasn't a major plot hole, but literally just nobody was thinking about it. Yes. I thought that word a lot in this book. What? Convenient. In those books. Convenient. There's Ugh. a lot of things that are weirdly convenient. Uh, but... Um, I don't know. It was one of those. It is uh, the, the, because I read them in, in t like one of the other. I mm. treated as one. I I treated like I think this is this is some some of books where I think just maybe I was also in the mood of reading something like that, and then I think yeah, okay, it's convenient, but okay, yeah, no, it's can, good as silly popcorn entertainment. Except this book this is, is perfectly fine. Popcorn it's reading, perfectly fine. But for me. Popcorn reading is always just a little. Maybe it's not more advanced than this, but there's always just more stuff going on. There's more action. There's you can have long conversations between two people about them talking about what their plans are. But then I actually want to see them doing their plans. You know, another book, an audio book that I'm reading is is the next Agent Cormac book, the Polity book by someone I can't remember his name. Um, and it's sort of like, ah, oh, this isn't as good as the culture. 
novels, but it's kind of like it's 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 giving me some culture novel fixes by being space opera with wisecracking uh, yeah, uh, robots and stuff like that. Unfortunately, because the the culture books are such a high standard, everything kind of gets like no. But Alistair Reynolds can do it. Peter F. Hamilton can do it. Like yeah. all of these authors, which for me, I consider those books to be like popcorn books. They're my summer beach reading. Yeah. That when I get to a book like this, which is for most people, summer beach reading. Yeah. This is like this is way lower level than anything that Alistair Reynolds has ever even considered reading. I know. It's but more maybe fun than a lot of Alistair maybe Reynolds that's, books. Maybe that's why 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 it, it, it's easy for me to read. Like this is literally my level of like. No, easy it's, reading. it doesn't. It's not about levels. It's just about <laughs> I don't know because there are there are some books like this which are completely crazy. It's just sort of like oh anything can happen. People are having fun and there's all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like but there's there's more. It feels like there's more politics and action in. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in, in like three chapters of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy put it this way okay talking about politics and world building and yeah. stuff the opening chapter of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy somebody somebody goes ah oh, you're, you're destroying my house because you're going to put a bypass through my house yeah. says oh yeah we left some notices about this where were the notices oh in this office and he goes to the office and finds yeah I went to the office and the notices were posted on the inside of a locked um, filing cabinet with you know like with you know I, and I, mean, I haven't, actually I haven't yeah. read it you like, haven't so, read it but that's the so thing it's sort of like and then you I see him the, do it the movie yeah but this, the reason is is because the, one of the moments that they put in the movie which wasn't in the book was one of the main hero moments of the main character in the movie yeah. is he goes in to where uh, into this big bureaucracy oh, yeah. and he manages to get some papers like signed yeah, he, he and gets, stamped he gets it done he gets oh it done oh my god he gets it done he actually does something and it becomes like, a, like an action sequel it's not an action sequence but it's it's filmed like an action sequence oh, yeah, it's because really the people is. making the movie know what they're doing and building action yeah. and stuff like that it's really and it's based really around his character and, it, yeah. and in the book it's sort of like the other side of that he's saying oh look this bureaucracy is killing me yeah. like and my house is being knocked down because of lack of like the bureaucracy isn't working yeah. we actually see the mechanics of bureaucracy, bureaucracy. And, and we see it a little bit in this book when the um when you know the the uh, the cardinal no not the cardinal well, the bishop one of those yeah, uh, yeah, no yeah, the, the archbishop or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like the, that she, um, oh yeah uh, yeah is it an so, archbishop or, or no, some she, kind of... she's like the, the head of the, the church yeah there's, but there's a few of them and cardinal. when they're the saying we get the backstory no, there's, no this is guy? the other guy. Yeah, it was a guy who no, comes that, in and we get his whole backstory is, about... But I, it was... It, like, that bit felt totally weird to me. It felt like a different book. It felt like a different book. And yeah. also, I first, I didn't quite... And then I have no idea... I mean, I have no recollection what his part of this book actually was. I only remember... Well, it was an introduction the, because the, he, the thing is, he has a vision... The book starts off with this young kid having a vision, and even though everybody says to him the vision wasn't real, you would just have apoxia. You just oh, you yes. uh, oh, yeah, like you, you uh, just, hypoxia. Yeah. No, apoxia. Because apoxia. apoxia, and you had a vision. The the message of that story was even though it wasn't a real vision, it was just apoxia. It affected his life and changed the direction of his life. Yes. Thematically, the rest of the book is about an emperor yes. having. I understand all a this. Vision. But the way that this was played out in the end was... No impact on the main story. It was no, a thematic impact. No, 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 no. Like this character, all we heard at one point was he, 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 uh, he left the church and, 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 and turned his back to it and that was it. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. When? He did finish it. 
He he stopped. He stopped being like a a, a believer person. He he stopped. Uh, he stopped. Do- I thought that was the I thought that was the cardinal at the end who said, "Are you the, the emperor?" Said, "Are you going to stand with me?" And no, he said, no. yeah. "Oh, that was a different one." Yes. Oh, I lost track of who that was. I thought the See, whole. See, this is what I'm saying. So we get this oh, whole beginning. I thought character. the whole point was that oh, I he learned his lesson and was like, oh yeah, this this vision which no, no, was no, fake, no, but it still improved first my of all, life. Was a woman. No, the person who had the vision was a guy. Yes. Oh, and at the end, that was the that was the woman cardinal. The woman cardinal that had nothing to do with this guy. Oh, were no, two I got, different I got it mixed up for exactly. some reason. So the cardinal, oh, we, man, we, we spent the first defenders. We spent the first chapter, chapter with a person. Yeah, who then and didn't. This guy, he was just part of this this conclave or this yeah. this the, this meeting, the, yeah. meeting, the table of the yeah. church he, heads of church or something. Yeah. And he was just. Yeah, it didn't pay of, off. No, I realized it didn't pay yes, off at all. It didn't pay off because oh, for it, some reason like, I got confused. It all played out. And the way it played out was then in, in, in one sentence said like, oh yeah, and, and the guy that we spent the whole first chapter with, yeah. uh, he just quit, oh, quit, right. oh, quit the job that? and he just uh, I got mixed up church. by who I was talking <laughs> Yeah, I got mixed up. Oh, really so my whole thematic strange. thing and that, that was the reason why at the end they were saying, yes, we're going to accept your visions was because this person had had a vision in their youth and even though it wasn't real, it was going to have a positive impact on his life. And they said, even though your visions aren't real, they're going to have an impact on our, you know, empire or whatever. And even that wasn't played out properly at the end. Oh, no, it was all, all different. It was and all the, different. The, 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 this was the only oh, thing that man, I watched. I like, accidentally the, had a better reading of the book than I was actually on the page. And I thought, like, mm, this Mir- person where I'm, that we're starting this whole book about. Yeah, that's true. That was weird. Anyway, I, some of what he was doing was actually, like doing stuff actually yes. building relationships with people and affecting relationships there yeah. was some politicking where it went on when these two people looked at each other and were like hey let's get out of here and then and then they have sex together we don't actually see the sex they we always have like the afterglow of the sex and what they talk yeah, about this is, and this and, is why i keep saying this is a movie thing like this, this yeah we, we cut we away from it read, yeah. like we we read like this is a script like in my head it is a script because yeah everything that that doesn't isn't, isn't happen speaking. in writing is, yeah. is happening in my head, which I'm like making up in my head. But that scene when you did you actually think they were going to be working together, or do you did you think oh they're going to cross each other? Who the two the two people who were like there was a meeting going on and they were kind of spare wheels in this in this meeting and they were like hey we're going to go check out the rest of the ship and they go off and have sex together. Those two people you didn't think you you, you actually believed that they were going to work together and weren't going to double cross each other like. Or were you not even thinking about what their motivations were when they said they were going to work together in the future? Don't you have any... You have no recollection of that scene at all. I don't know who two people you're talking about. Two people, two people were having a very important oh, yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. two other people were yeah, feeling thought, left out. I thought that was, that, was, uh, that was really clever because we didn't need to watch what the other two people were saying. I know, but then they had a conversation with each other. Did you yeah. think they were going to stand by their conversations with each other? You thought they were actually going to work together? No. Or did you think they were going to double-cross each other? But we well, never saw any of the double-crossing. We were well, just told... In... Yes, but in the end we were just said, oh, and those two double-crossed each other. And we're like, tell me what they were thinking as they were double-crossed. When one person discovered the other person was being double-crossed, tell me what they were thinking. Show facial yes. expressions. Show saw... literally anything. We, we only saw... All we saw was yes. one person saying, wow, that was a hell of a speech. And then they were like, yes, that was a legendary speech. Don't tell me it was a legendary speech. Don't tell me it was an amazing speech. Show me it was an amazing speech by having people 
there was another there was another book that I read. Maybe it was by John Scalzi. No, it wasn't. It was someone was saying, and then oh yeah, it was, it was um, McDevitt or whatever his name was, and saying, and this adventure happened. And at the end of the adventure, people made movies about it, and it was so exciting because everything was exciting that there were these dramas made about it, and all these things were made about it. And this person got this award, and this person got this award. It's like, no, you don't tell me after the fact that it was an amazing adventure by telling me that it was an award-winning movie made about it, and this documentary about it went really well. Show me in the moment by people's reactions or anything at all, but we didn't. They were just like, cut next. So you won. Yeah, I won, and I'm like. All of these people were double-crossed. That person was double-crossed by that person. That person was double-crossed by that person. Yes. All of this, bo- this politics went on. All this double-crossing went on. And we didn't see no. any of it. We had one person telling everyone that they were bad guys and that they were all under arrest. And I'm like, and how do they react to it? Oh, oh we've got a... Post. Do you want to get the post? Yes. All right. Please. So I'm going to go and have a look on, on Goodreads and you can uh, pick up a package. What do other people think about it? 4.24... We have a two, a 4.24, which is actually a pretty high rating for a book on, on Goodreads. Um, and I think that's one of those things that it's, self, it's one of those self-selected people. Because we've someone read the first book and was like, not reading that. They don't read this book. So I think it's one of those things where as a series continues, the ratings go up and up and up. Not because the books get better. It's because people are self-selecting out of it. Do we have a package? Yeah. All right. Let's have a look down here at... Um, Friends reviews, 3.82 average. So a little bit lower among listeners of the Science Fiction Book Review podcast. You got some clothes? Yeah. Cool. Um, Scott rated it five stars. Yeah, I saw. Let me start by saying that if you don't smile when I say Kiva Lagos, then you are dead to me. Good character. Fun character. Lots of fun characters in this book. Yes. And again, this book rides on the snappy dialogue and the interesting characters. Um, Rick rated it three stars. Uh... Overall, this kept me engaged for the most part. Not enough hard science fiction, but good storytelling nonetheless. I'm not even sure it's good storytelling. Peter rated it five stars. Oh, Christian Lorga, Christian Iorga, Iorga? Rated it two stars. I feel I came to the point where I no longer appreciate Skulls' work as I did before. It feels like one of those, it's not you, it's me. His kind of humour, frequent use of F-bombs, and no character development is not something I appreciate anymore. I can't extract much from these fast food type books these days. There's nothing wrong with it. It just isn't for me. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I am with this as well. Like, do you uh, have do you have Sotolf? No, who's Sotolf? One Maybe. of my friends. Okay, no, I, I don't see that. Yeah, three point five stars. I'm quite conflicted about this book. At times, it was really, really good, and I enjoyed the writing style of it Im- immensely. But for so long periods of time, I was really finding the plot to be rather dull. Well, there isn't really a plot. Yeah. The plot is like, well, hey, there's these a, threads left over it, from the last feels, book. We've got feels, to pick up on some of them, it, right? It feels like this was, this is one of those things that is, uh, that is um, not willingly, but it's. I'm, I'm missing the word. It's. It's. Um, the only thing that drives it's, it's your cut co- up into three parts. Yeah, yeah. And this part is really just a glue between one yeah, and yeah. three. Here's one of my issues is is one of those things that the plot only exists because people don't know something yet. And once they find it out, they can now find something else out. And yeah. when they find that thing out, then they can find something else out. And I'm just like, well, why didn't you just find out the last thing at the start? Like the way that she finds everything out at the thing is sort of like, oh, she just happened to ask something she asked the right, the person. right person the right question and not really even by anything that she did it all kind of fell into her lap and then she could cover it up with something else at the end yeah. 
And I was like, ah, oh, actually... That was again one of those very convenient yes, things. Yes, and it's one of those things that's sort of like, oh, this guy Devon or whatever his name is. It sounded like his story was the most important one because he had like this change of heart and went all this kind of way. And I'm like, why didn't, why, why wasn't this book his story? Like, why was it these other people's stories? Like, yeah. it's one of those weird things. Anyway, I've, uh, it's, uh, Jordan rated it three stars, Mike four stars, and then lots of other people rated it for three and four stars. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those books that I feel it's really difficult like, if someone's going to give this book five stars... Yeah, it, there's... No, it's not that it's a, it's a bad book, because it isn't a no, bad it book, is not but bad, it's rewarding but something... Five books, uh, five stars. Yeah. Like, yeah. just a standalone book. No way this is five stars. No. I mean, you might have had... Well, here's the thing. The way that I write star, rate, do star ratings is completely subjective. Well, it's it based on there's my... nothing even more... So there's, this is the most subjective yeah. thing ever. But what I'm saying is... Of the style of this book, which is on Basilisk Station, kind of like silly space opera, people like not doing a lot of stuff but having lots of conversations in rooms, it's a great yeah. version of that. Like if you're judging it by that level, this is like like a hundred times better than on Basilisk Station, which is the first Anna Harrington book. Yeah. This is way better than that. You know, both of these books are way better than that. Mm. And it's of the same kind. So this is a better version of that. But it isn't. It isn't the book that I wanted. This is actually even better than what was the what was the book called by the person who by Anne Leckie? She did the um, Provenance. You know the Provenance book mm -hmm. where it's about somebody doing something and then oh you need these these bits of paper and these sign things that, you know all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Provenance. This is way better than that as well because I think that was just clunkily put together and boring. And I, there was never a moment in this book that I was bored. No, but I, I was. There were, but also, I, I, there was yeah. never a moment in this book that I was satisfied. And and that's what it that's what it comes down to. Never yeah. bored, but also I wouldn't say never satisfied. I was intellectually challenged by this book. But my final, it was, it was just a yeah. There, there is a thing Quickly. that he actually says, there, there, like some clever stuff that he says. He says, but on the other... Uh, this was a very not Kiva thing to do. But on the other hand, who gave a fuck if it was not Kiva? Because she was, wasn't some fucking fictional character destined to do whatever some goddamn hack wanted to do, her to do. And I'm like, John Scalzi, you wrote a whole book about this premise called Red Shirts, which is about people realizing they were fictional characters and being written from the outside. That's what the book Red Shirts is about. Didn't you just spoil it? No, because that's what the book is about. Okay. That is that like that is the book like that is what the book is. Okay. It's it's not a it's not about that. Well, maybe I did spoil it, but anyway, that's what the book is about. But if you write an entire book about one thing and then you're dropping hints that you are the hack writer, like, and then you're flagging up the fact that you think this is hack material. Mm. You flagging that up is also hack. It's like one of those moments in the movies where they say, oh, what was the, it wasn't meant to do this. Oh, what's going on? And, you know, and then they all go, that wasn't in the script. And then they all get this, you know, the, the Robin Hood men in tight oh, to yeah, get out yeah. the script and say, well, the script said this is going to happen. All right, well, I guess it's going to happen. And you're like, there was a massive plot hole and the only way to get out of it was by revealing that, that the, the, the characters the, know that they're in the, the story. That the characters know, that the movie makers know that they are, it's, a, it's not very good and this is the way to get out of it, you know. Yeah. It, that is hack. Okay. To, to draw attention to the hack writing is a hack move. So it's move. When, when the... And when John Scalzi did... The, 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 You're breaking the fourth oh, wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, you're winking at the audience too much. And this was one of those lines I was just like, you're better than this, John Scalzi. I know you are. Because while Red Shirts, the main novel, wasn't very good, there's like three short stories afterwards, and all of them are amazing. And I'm like, I know you're capable of really good writing. Like there's sections in a book where the dialogue is sparkling oh, yeah, yeah, and everything's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely. all working. And then he puts something like that and I'm just like, don't... 
Don't wrap up a whole space battle in one sentence. And don't tell me that you're a hack writer getting away with it by passing this off as a hack writer. You're, you're covering up the fact that the character development is so not good that the character themselves is noticing that their character development is not good. So much so that they're saying this isn't bad writing on the part of the, of the author. And I'm like, that isn't, how the, that isn't how writing works. Yeah. In a satisfying way. You can't have a character notice that they're having some development, flag it up as not very satisfying, and then also flag it up as saying, oh, but it's not like I'm a fictional character. You are, you are a fictional character. Your character development in this book isn't satisfying compared to the first, for the same character in the first book. Yeah. You don't have much to do. You're just a foil on somebody else. And all you're ever doing is reacting and just getting on with stuff. And you don't have anything. You don't have any character development. The only character development is that, like, oh, I'm sex mad and I like sleeping around a lot. And in this book, I've done it a bit less. Oh, I guess that's character development. Is it? Well, it's not really up to me, is it? Well, I guess, yeah, I'm sleeping around less and I'm having emotional connections with people. It's sort of like, don't tell me that. Let me see that. Yes. Contrast it with... I understand. Contrast it with, at the beginning of the book, how someone's sleeping around a lot. I'd forgotten that was her one of her defining characteristics until that moment in this book. I was like, oh yeah, Kiva in the first book was all this sex mad kind of stuff. Yeah. And in this book, she's only had sex with one person. And I was like, oh yeah. Because that, that was one of the things that happened in the first book because yes. she got together with someone and I was like, oh, yeah. that's never going to last. And of yeah. course, it doesn't it last doesn't. at all. No. But the one time that I remembered her character development from the first book and any reason that she's changed at all between that book and this one it, it was that. Yeah. Was that moment where it was flagged up by the author that this was a bit rubbish character development. But if I flag it up as the author, I can get away with it. And I'm like, yeah. nah, you didn't get away with it. Sorry, man. Sorry, man, you don't get away with it. It's fun. It's a fun moment in the book. Yes. It really made me smile, but it was not satisfying. I was no. like, you know what you could have done? Instead of writing that, go back to the beginning of the book and put in something which contrasts with now in a way which you can actually see the development of a character. A character's like this at one point in the book, and they're different at another point in the book, and then they're different to the end. An arc is you start with one thing, you go through a middle point, and you end up somewhere else. And here we had two points. We had this point, and we had that point. And that's not a character arc, that's a character straight line. And I'll tell you something that's really unsatisfying, a character straight line and not a character arc. There's a reason why it's called an arc yeah, and not a straight line. I understand. One, one more point. Yes, we're going to finish this up. I said I didn't have much to say about this book. It well, turns you out... didn't, but you always do. It's a fun book. It is. Um, what I noticed was, like, I know this is, like, supposed to be... Now, it's not really post-capital. It's right in, it's like in the middle of capitalistic, like, market trading guilds and whatever. But we only spend really time... With rich with people. people who have... Yeah, crazy uh, amount of money or access yeah. to a crazy amount of money. money. There's even a passage in the book that said, "Oh, she she never really thought about money before. Why? Because it was never a thing. Like you don't do if you're yeah. the richest people then, in the world, you don't then, do anything for money. Even then, she had access to money. There was these people who had been cast away, like stuck on a spaceship for hundreds of years, and I'm like, wow, these people are interesting. No, all we do is have some conversations." Which are translate? We had some translated conversations with them, and then we disappear. And they're like, "Oh, these guys are really good at mechanics. How do you know?" It's sort of like they went into the ship and they saw this and they saw that and they saw that there was this one line about it. It's sort of like this ship is either really amazingly kept up for yeah. a ship which is three hundred years old, yeah. or it's really really shabby for a new ship. And I was like, "That's it. Yes, that's also, it. That's think, what we're going to get. Is that one it was sentence?" Weird because we we get to see this other character which is in the in the ship and stuff. Yeah, we get and to. He says. Oh no, these guys are really clever. Yeah. 
And we get told this, like, I think by three people. Three or four times we're told these people are really clever. And I'm like, show me one airlock, show me one scene from Apollo 13 where some technicians have a, a you know, an air filter of this size and another air filter of this yeah, size. They and they have some gaffer the tape and a, and a sheet of plastic paper and a few paper clips. And they say, you've got to make that fit in there with this go yes and we don't actually well we see them like they're measuring stuff yeah, out and so and, and then we cut back to them later and because it seems like an impossible task and then like 20 minutes later in the movie they come back and then like, we're cracked it and i'm like wow those people are great these are like the the a game these are the a yes. minds of nasa yeah. and even is it kevin bacon who's left back on earth no one of the one of the characters in yeah. apollo 13 well no it's a real story yeah. but whoever was replaced by Jim Lowell or whoever it was mm. on that ship. He's the, no, it's Gary Sinise, isn't it? It's Lieutenant Dan. Yes, yes. He's the one left back on Earth and they're like, you are the one trained for this mission. Get you into the simulator, exactly. yes. do this over and over again. And he comes back and like, I can't do it. And they're like, you've got 16 hours to sort this out. And he goes back yeah. in there. And later on he comes out and he's like, I fixed it. And I'm like, wow. And this is the moment that we all remember from Apollo yeah. 13 yeah. is the time when someone comes and says, you've got to make that fit in that using that. And when they do, it's sort of like, hallelujah, you are very clever. You are the best space technicians in the world. You are the best and yes. brightest of America. You're yes. at NASA's finest. And, and in this book, told. we are told four times that these people are very clever. Yes. And what do we, and how do we know that? By somebody telling us. We're, t we're told uh, four times. You, you're like, you're really, really bad. Like, I, Why am I really no, bad? Because you point out these things. I'm not pointing I, out. This is I the book. I don't see them. It's in the book. I don't see it's them. It's in the book. And I just... Like I go through and think, ah, oh, yeah, okay, well, this is not. But it's not even like, show don't tell. All I want to do is like, you can tell. As here's the thing. I don't want you to tell me this. No, what I the thing is, my pure the, enjoyment. The expression of writing things, which is show don't tell, it means you show by emotions or you show by somebody doing something plot rather than talking about like the, yeah. like the author isn't like the, you i know it's one of these things but he doesn't even show not tell when he's also showing he's also just telling yes and then so it's like you say show don't tell it should be like show don't tell also if you're gonna tell don't tell by people within the book telling each other things tell me <sighs> It's anyway. like it's like old movies that I watched with you for the first time and then you suddenly start pointing out things and I don't think like I don't point huh. things out to you I didn't have never no, seen it. No, it's fine. Enjoy them. This book, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give this book. I'm going to give this book three stars. I've talked about all this stuff. I'm still guessing like, it's what, a three what, what, star what, what, book. Like, which is the which is the Eastwick? No, what was the movie? Oh I no, that was the, no. There's no way to watch that without it being terrible. No, well, what's the what's the movie? I know it's some. I don't know with with the three witches and and yeah, Bed Midler. Yeah. I the witches know. movie. Yes, I literally, really... literally the worst scene. There was one of those oh. scenes which was literally the worst bullying scene, or one of the worst movie scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No, I, I played, I played No Man's Sky today for three hours and disliked almost every part yeah. of it. So I don't anyway, want to get into that. So I still think I give it three stars because I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm giving it three stars. It's a three star book. Okay. But nothing there. If there was, there's almost no way that this book could become better than the three-star book for me unless he actually writes the scenes of yeah. things happening. I think I think maybe I would call it shallow. It's the one of the most shallow things ever because at the end we're like, and now politics is going to happen. And he yeah. doesn't even show But that. I like that because it wasn't too much of like this, oh, this politics stuff. And then I read about this, oh. It's a book it's about like, oh. politics for people who hate politics. And yeah, you know it's for it, me. It is. For me. It, but if you wanted a book about politics, you've got to read that Citine book, which I said you would hate. Or you've got to read fucking um, Red Mars. Or you've got to read... Yeah, Red the, Mars. It's like, whoa. Yeah, but even that, it's, the politics are shown by people 
doing, doing things and building I things. Know. You're like, I okay, know. what is but established this book, at the start of this scene and what's established this, at the end of it? It's sort of like, this, this whole colony is built over here and these people have flown here. People flying to Mars is a political act. In this book, there are no political acts. Nobody actually does political acts. Nobody demonstrates. Nobody okay, puts anything on the line. Again, I know. You already said that. Let's okay, wrap it up. What Let's I want it. to say something else. Oh, I thought we were wrapping up. Yes, we are. Three stars. I want to, I want to, I want to point out something which I find a bit unfortunate because yeah. we already know that there's a, a third book coming up. Uh, yeah. And we already know the title of that. Oh, do we? What, yeah. What's the book? The book is called, it comes out in, in uh, April or something next year or end of this year or something. It's called The Last Emperor. The Last Emperor. <laughs> it's, it's like Return of the King, isn't it? It's like, oh, the king is coming back then. <laughs> The Last Emperor's. Uh, yes, I see. I this. don't know. I, oh, I, I remember the reason why I didn't. April 2020. You know, so I, for me, this feels a bit like a spoiler. Normally, I normally I talk about. Well, we had the Last Jedi. Um, the maybe in the end of this point, everyone's going to be an emperor. Um, I realized the reason I didn't listen to this as an audiobook is that it's narrated by Will Wheaton, and after Red Shirts, there's no way I'm going back. No way going back to a is Will he not Wheaton. A good, is he not a good audiobook narrator? Awful, awful. I mean, he's not, he's not like. Alright, let me have a look at my job, library. Let's see what the next book is going to be. Uh, here we go. Have it here. Fingerprint reader. It's great. Have it. Oh, here we go. Neil Asher, Line of Polity, Agent Cormac, Agent Cormac Book Two. Uh, it's a tw 22 hour audiobook, which means it's a chunky book. Whereas the consuming fire is like uh, would have been like eight hours or something, so I'm actually going to get, have something to get my teeth into, uh, which is good. Cool. I, let uh, me let, can I can I just show you something very random? Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, we we uh, we're just passing an hour on the podcast, but that's okay. fine, no problem at all. Um, oh. you show me the Goodreads app. What are you showing me? Yeah. Can you can I see? Oh no, it disappeared. Like beforehand, with this yeah. red button was yeah. in, in a very light. B uh, brown, so I couldn't okay. actually see it. Oh, you can yeah, see it. It's come up now matter. again. Uh, I, I am actually um, continuing to read a, a series that I am reading for quite a while now. Yeah. Uh, the Maisie Dobbs books. And you're really um, into this one. By Jacqueline Winspear. And I just read the seventh book in the series. And I tell you what, this was the highlight of all the books so far. The tenth book. I think the you said the seventh. seventh oh, the seventh book. book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the seventh, seventh book. book. Yeah, you said that before. And it was amazing because I enjoyed the other books as well. It's like exactly on my on my alley. It is like yeah. very much what I enjoy reading. And then suddenly the seventh book becomes this like a masterpiece, amazing yeah. emotional roller coaster. It, it takes happens me so like it's rare it's that like it happens, it, but it, sometimes it, it happens. Ramps up, and yeah. this is the the high point. In, Are you going to stop reading now? What? No, there are more books. Yeah, but it's all downhill from here. It doesn't matter. I yeah. still enjoy me. Like, like today I was sitting at the doctor's reading this book and I thought like, ah, oh, just this, just, like she, she travels between London where she works and then, and then also between Kent and then she talks about uh, uh, um, thingies with clotted cream. What's the, what's the word? Uh, scones. Uh, scones with clotted cream. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should move to, to England and yeah. just live in a small here we go. village. Quick question, uh, quick question. Hmm. In this book, what is any character's favourite food? Go. Are they eating? Yeah, what is any character's favourite anything? Go. Uh, 
exactly. We, oh, I, I know. Uh, Lady Kiva, yeah. she, she, she likes uh, suits and not uh, crazy... Uh, she, yes, we do have... Crazy um, one, gowns and... One and moment that she wears a pantsuit rather than another thing. There are actually some fun references to pantsuits and stuff. And there's another one where, like, why would somebody leave this political thing? Oh, yeah, they just ripped each other apart. And I'm like, wow, he's writing about Brexit. And I was like, this is a really fun little Brexit, oh, yeah. dig at Brexit and stuff. So there is these funny moments there in there. fun, cool things that you discover. And then yeah. You, yeah, as you said before, You're like, oh, you, you he's, sit there and smile. He's like clever yeah. enough to put all this stuff in. Like I'm laughing and I'm grinning throughout this book. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, this could be like with anything, anything actually happening in this book would have just like pushed it up. And I'd be like, yeah. this is an amazing book. But it's politics for people who don't like politics. And it's action for people who don't like action. And it's <laughs> just, it's, it's all the conversations that would happen around a better book. I think it's a very average book. I, it is. But it's the thing. But it's enjoyable. Average. If somebody else was really good at writing action, like, wow, you need someone to come in and like make that dialogue snappy. Like, there's some authors who are really oh, yeah, good yeah, at the world really building and stuff like that. And you go, hey, Brandon Sanderson, you're doing all this great action stuff. The world building's great. The magic's <laughs> so all great. The politics are great like that. But all, all your characters have like one sense of humor and it's tedious. Get John Scalzi in to come and do the dialogue for, for a Brandon Sanderson novel. I'm like, oh, now we're getting somewhere. Because Brandon Sanderson, every time two people have a conversation I'm like shoot me now and every time like conversations aren't happening I'm like woo magic and battles and stuff like that and this book is, is the opposite it's the opposite, <laughs> it's the opposite book okay so so Brandon Sanderson and John Scalzi yeah. get together and uh, but make sure this book. way round dialogue by John Scalzi yeah. <laughs> action and world building by Brandon Sanderson not the other way round yeah, because otherwise it. it would we just it. It, it would just be, be the dialogue <laughs> it would be the dialogue of Brandon no, Sanderson just... and then nothing else and I'm like oh man I wouldn't be able to deal with that that would be a funny thing to yeah. To do. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm just picking up with Brandon Sanderson because he is another really good, solid three to three and a half star author for but me. But you need these. <laughs> you definitely need these. I need books in my life where I can. I'm just, just saying, put together these two three star authors, yeah. and you could have like a four and a half star you book have for six, me. Six star. Books. Well, not six star books, really. <laughs> because then you do. You definitely do need one vision. You yeah. Know? You definitely need. All right. One I, we need to finish it. I yeah, want to go, go out for a walk. Hour. All right. Let's do it. Let's go take a walk through the park. Let's do it. Uh, email me, blah, 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 you know the thing. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.